0: Hello everybody, this week is Parashas um, Nasai, and we are continuing with the Halakhas of Rufuah on Shabbos. This is part five. I believe we're going to have only one more uh, section of this, and then we'll start a a new topic. So let's refresh our memories um, on the topic of Rufuah on Shabbos. We discussed in the past um, four categories. One is pikuach nefesh when it's a life threatening injury or situation, so then we do whatever is necessary, including ten transgressing an right? so you do as, as necessary to save a person's life. The second category was aver, when there is a limb that's either compromised or at, or at risk of Hasashham losing the function of uh, of a limb, so then we would do any Ioddarbanan. We would not transgress an Isodiraisisa, but any Ioddarbanan may be transgressed to save a limb. The third category is a chayla shembe sakana, a sick person who has to be in bed, or at least is sick enough that should be in bed, but it's not a life threatening ailment. So, there we allow medication or and all forms of refua, and we also allow a person to utilize the services of a non Jew. You can tell them anything, but other than that, you can't transgress either a drabanon or a deraisa. And lastly, and all children are in that status of a chayla. And lastly, a mechosh. Mechosh means common ailments or pains or or, or or discomforts which aren't severe, even though they may be painful, but they don't force a person to bed. So this category, almost nothing is allowed, as we'll see, medication forms of refua, they're all not allowed with a certain exception. So when someone is not sick, so although they may be suffering from pain, a burn or any other such, it could be quite painful, it is not permitted to take any medication or apply any treatment to ease the pain, um, even if the pain is great. And included are headaches, allergies, minor burns, injuries that have already been treated professionally, so there's no uh, real threat uh, because of those injuries, digestive problems, ear problems, toothaches, uh, fungal infections, hemorrhoids, insomnia, joint pain, so on and so forth. You get the idea. Now, all of these don't make you sick, and they don't force you to bed, um, though they could be painful, unfortunately. So if the pain is so great that you mammoth can't function because of it, so then you would have the status of a chayla. You are sick, so even though going to bed might not help, but it's, it's, it's doing the same thing, which is it makes you not able to to function as a result and uh, then then you would be able to take medication. But I'm talking about when it's not quite that severe. And if so, all medications and treatments, even natural remedies, are not allowed. Toothaches, for example, even powerful toothaches are considered uh, mechosh. Now, the Gemara says that a toothache is a question of pikuch nefesh, of, uh, where in the past, uh, any infection could truly be pikuch nefesh because they had no treatment for it. So that was undoubtedly true. Nowadays, toothaches typically are not treated as a life-threatening ailment, but rather it's just an ailment. It's a mechush. It's something which is painful, so really, there's not much you can do about it um, on and, on Shabbos. And and therefore, uh, you know, obviously, if you have some any reason to believe that there is an infection and it might be spreading, then most definitely, uh, be mechal Shabbos to take care of that because that is very dangerous. It's quite close to the brain. Um, but otherwise. Not and even household remedies like gargling um, vinegar or whatever other kind of remedy you have to ease the pain of a toothache are also a problem. Um, or salt water, all those procedures, as long as it's clear as being done for refuah, they also can't be done on Shabbos. So it's not specifically medication that's us, or it's anything that's being done for the sake of refuah. Now, the exception to this, and this is an important distinction, is that if what you're doing can be viewed differently, like, let's say you're, you wanna get alcohol on the toothache, so you sip some alcohol, so obviously drinkable alcohol, so you sip some alcohol so that some of it gets onto the, the tooth and it, and it heals it, even if you like hold it in your mouth for longer than you normally would, but being that, by doing that, it isn't open that you're doing it for uh, refua purposes, Rather, it looks like you're just drinking alcohol, so then that's allowed. So this is the exception. Anytime what you're doing can be construed as just regular behavior, and it's not uh, clear that it's being done for the sake of refuah, then uh, it is permitted. So, for example, another example would be if someone has pain in a certain area and they want to apply some hot water to it, so you can wash it with hot water. You can apply a hot compress to it if it looks like you're just washing off the area. So that would be an example. Obviously, you'd have to avoid schita issues, but if uh, that kind of relief with hot heat would be allowed because it doesn't necessarily, it's not clear that it's being done for the sake of refuah. It could be done for the sake of comfort or for uh, just, you know, uh, to clean yourself. So that would be an example of when, what kinds of Rafuas would be allowed. Now, there are a few basic exceptions to the rules of Rafua, and we'll discuss Let's discuss what they are and we're going to continue with this part of the topic next week as well some of the exceptions and next week also we'll try to get back double back to some other different things like uh, physical therapy and stuff like that are they allowed on shabbos or in what situations they're allowed on shabbos now one thing is most certainly permitted and this isn't really an exception this is just self-understood is that you can take any kind of medication arab shabbos even if it's slow slow release which means even though the medication will continue to be released into your system over shabbos like one of those that are slow to release and so on and so forth all those things are most certainly permitted as long as you take it Arab of Shabbos That's not a style at all. So that's if you have sometimes with pain medications, that's an option So it's a good thing to keep in mind if you're suffering from some kind of ailment So see if you can get yourself some of that slow release um, medication and this way you can take it Arab of Shabbos and at least they'll give you that much relief uh, in advance now Uh, But the first exception I do want to discuss is that when you're taking a medication, which is a regimen, which means it needs to be taken over a a course of a few days or a few weeks or a certain kind of medications, a few months. And now this is very relevant for antibiotics, obviously. But antibiotics, the truth is that regardless, you'd be allowed to take them because antibiotics almost always uh, is a question of hikoch nefesh. And stopping in the middle of the antibiotics is then a lot of times it makes it worse because then it goes seems to have stopped and it's undiagnosed and it can get a lot worse. So, antibiotics in any case, we would always allow a person to take it until the end of the regimen. But even if something is not an ant is a minor issue, like for example, there are certain kinds of uh, toe fungus that require a person to take a daily medication for three months to treat it and things like that. They're just a mechush, they're not, not, uh, they're not even so painful, it's just uh, discomfort, some slight discomfort so in uh in those situations, being that it's a regimen, it's allowed that's an exception to allah the the concept behind it is that. Any, If you know that you need to have medication for the next three months so then there's no chashash, that you'll prepare it on Shabbos because you know well in advance that you are going to need this medication so you will have everything prepared in advance. So it's a, it's a limited exception. So in this, in this situation, Chazal allowed a person to continue the regimen and take that medication um, on Shabbos as well. Now, if the first day of that medication is Shabbos, so that's not okay. So you can't start that on Shabbos. But if you are, if you're in the middle of a regimen, so then it is not a problem, and then it could be, it could be continued on Shabbos as well. Next week we'll talk about a number of other exceptions. Like I said, uh, some of them be applicable to this year, where um, Tisha B'av is on a Sunday, and you might want to take some of those fasting medications on Shabbos so to make it easier to fast on Sunday. We'll discuss that Beis Hashem um, next week, and also, like I said, we'll discuss the various. Uh, exercises that a person does for physical therapy or massages and things like that, if those are allowed on Shabbos or not.